Is there a shout in the house? Glory to God. You know, I think about that scripture over there in Psalm 35. It says, let them shout for joy. Well, somebody says, I don't have any joy. That's why you got to shout for it. (laughs) Hallelujah. Let him shout for joy. (laughs) Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. You know, if you just think about Jesus for a while, you just think about what the Lord's done for you. Amen. Keep your eyes on the Lord. Let's thank Him. Let's magnify Him. Glory to God. Man. How many of you remember that old detergent? Remember that old detergent called Shout? Somebody come in with a, a stain on their dress or on their shirt or something. Mom would look at it and say, it's time to shout it out. Well, sometimes because of the pollutions in this world, because of the things that try to attach themselves to us, you know, sometimes you just have to have a good shout. Amen. Yeah. Sometimes it's just good to have a good shout and shout it out. And then you think about Jericho's walls. They were standing there real tall. And they were being kind of... Uh, You know, you're not going to shout me down. What did they do? They walked around that place seven times. And on the seventh day, they did what? They shouted. So you can shout it out and you can shout it down. Amen. Now, it's not just shouting for the sake of being loud and shouting, but it is the voice of faith. It is a voice that is activated and hooked up with the Spirit of God and the Spirit of glory. You can shout it up, you can shout it down, and you can shout it out. Amen. You know, the Bible talks about imaginations in every high thing that would exalt itself against the knowledge of God. You know, those reasonings and those imaginations are not designed to build you up. They're designed to tear you down. But oh, thank God with the voice of faith, we're not going down. That's going down. Amen. What's going down is those imaginations. What's going down is those reasonings. Now, however you do it is fine with me. Some people dance it down. Some people laugh it down. Some people speak it down. Some people bind it down. But I tell you, sometimes you just got to shout them down. 
this morning to James, the first chapter, James chapter one, you know, that's what, uh, it's good to do that. You know, you don't come and do that every service, but you know, when the anointing is there, you do, and you follow the anointing. Amen. Now you can try to do something that and work it up and it'd be obnoxious, but thank God for the spirit of freedom and for the spirit of God. Now, in 2 Corinthians, the third chapter, and I want you to notice something in verse 17. 2 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 17. Amen? Now, notice this. It says, Now the Lord is that Spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, what is there? There is liberty. Now, I want you to notice that from the Amplified Version. We're going to talk just a little while this morning about freedom. Amen? Freedom in your spirit. Freedom in your soul. Freedom in your body. Freedom to express your worship unto God. Amen? Notice this in the Amplified Version of that same verse. It says, Now the Lord is that spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is emancipation from bondage there is liberty bondage no matter how you spell it is not a good thing bondage does not feel liberated bondage holds people down and holds people back so there's liberty and there's freedom that comes from the holy spirit not only in a church service But there is freedom and there's emancipation from all types of bondages available to you 24 hours a day and seven days a week. Notice with me in John chapter 8 and verse 36. John the 8th chapter in the 36th verse says this. So if the Son liberates you, I'd say the Son has liberated us. So if the Son liberates you, and makes you free men, then you are really free and unquestionably free. So we see here the Lord is that spirit. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. And since he has set you free, you are unquestionably free. Amen. And then look at Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 7. We're going to look at it in the King James Version and then in the Message Translations. Ephesians, the first chapter in verse 7 says, In whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. Thank God that you and I have been redeemed through the blood of Jesus. Now notice that in the Message Translation. We're going somewhere today. We've been some places, but we're going further. Amen. Ephesians 1, 7 says, Because of the sacrifice of the Messiah, His blood poured out on the altar of the cross, we are a free people. 
free of penalties and punishments chalked up by all of our misdeeds and not just barely free. How many of you know when Jesus set you free, he didn't just barely set you free. He didn't leave a few demons in your life to kind of teach you a lesson. Come on, somebody. No, we don't serve a barely free kind of God. We serve a God that sets free completely. And the Bible says, and not just barely free either, but how free? Abundantly free. Hallelujah. That lines up with who Jesus is. He says, I've come that you might have life and that you might have it abundantly. I've come that you might be liberated by my spirit, says the Lord, and enjoy my presence every day of your life. Amen. And then turning to John chapter 8, verse 31 and 32. Not just barely free, but unquestionably free. Abundantly free. Amen. John 8, 31, 32 says this. Then said, Jesus to the, uh, then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him. How many of you believe on him today? He said, if you continue in my word, then you are my disciples indeed. And then he goes on to say, and you shall know the truth. And what will happen? And the truth shall make you free. Freedom belongs to you. Freedom belongs to me. But some would say, freedom from what? Well, number one, freedom from sin. But I want to just go over a couple things today that you and I are free from. Glory to God. We are free from all oppression. How many of you know that oppression and depression and discouragement are bondages? Those things must be and can be broken once and for all out of our lives. In Isaiah, the 54th chapter, and notice with me in verse 14. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Isaiah, the 54th chapter, in verse 14 says, In righteousness thou shalt be established. In righteousness shalt thou be established. In other words, you're established in your right standing with God. Say it with me, I am today the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So he says, get yourself established in who you are and what you have and what you can do in Christ Jesus. Now, when that begins to happen in your life, notice with me the progression. Thou shalt be far from what? Thou shalt be far from oppression. You will be far from discouragement. You will be far from depression. And as a result of this, you will not be afraid. You will not be afraid. You shall not. In other words, you are so confident and you are so assured of who you are in Christ Jesus that oppression and fear must get out of here. Amen. For thou shalt not fear, but not only shall you be far from that, you shall be far from terror for it shall not come near you. Those are not good days when you're oppressed. Those are not good days when all you can see is darkness. Those are not good days when fear 
begins to uh, function in your life. Amen. Those are down days. Those are bad days. Those are sad days. But I'm here to tell you that your days of oppression and fear can be over with today. If you will make the decision that I'm no longer going to yield to fear, that Jesus has set me free from fear, and God's not given me a spirit of fear, but a power and of love and of a sound mind. I'm not going to face my future with my knees knocking. I'm going to face my future with my heads up, looking unto Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of my faith. I am no longer yielding to fear, but I'm yielding to the spirit of liberty and the word of God on the inside. Look at your neighbor and say, no fear here. No oppression here. No more of that for me. For Jesus has set me free. Absolutely, positively, unquestionably, and abundantly free. Amen. Glory to God. So when you're free, hallelujah, there's nothing binding you. There's nothing holding you down. There's nothing holding you back. Amen. The day looks better. Mondays look better. Glory to God. Saturdays look better. Amen. Hallelujah. Say with me, the Son, the Lord Jesus, has set me free. Unquestionably free. Now here's another area that holds a lot of Christians back. And it's guilt and condemnation. Condemnation is in fact the confidence killer. Condemnation keeps people on the sidelines when they should be right in the middle of what God is doing. And what condemnation tries to sell you is you're no good. You're not worthy. You failed yesterday and you've repented, but you'll probably fail again tomorrow. Condemnation keeps people down. And not only that, but condemnation causes good people to quit. But I've got, glory to God, the answer for condemnation. Look with me at Romans chapter 8. Everyone say, I'm free. free. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Romans chapter 8. And notice with me in verse 1 and verse 2. Stop raking yourself over the coals. Stop belittling God's workmanship. Stop talking about how bad you have been. And start talking about how good God is in you. Amen? Notice this in Romans chapter 8, verse 1 and 2. Read it with me. Ready, read. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus... Who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Now, our part is simply to stop yielding to the flesh and start yielding to the spirit of God. It's easy to do. It's a lot easier than people have thought it is. The Holy Spirit is there to help you walk in the spirit. The Holy Spirit is there to help you to walk in love, to walk in joy, and to walk in the peace of God. Amen? See, you are a spirit being created in the image and likeness of God. You are not created to yield to the flesh. You're created to yield to the Holy Ghost on the inside of you. Notice this. To them which are in Christ Jesus, 
who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Somebody says, well, Pastor Mark, that's what I've been doing most of my life is walking after the flesh. It's time to get filled with the Holy Spirit and get filled with the word of God so you can start walking in the spirit and not fulfilling the lust of the flesh. Amen. I think one of the main reasons that people have down days and depressed days and oppressed days is because they spend too much of their time yielding to the flesh and yielding to the spirit of this world. But you are of God. I said, you are of God. And you can yield to the, to the word of God. Amen. Now notice this with me. To them which are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit. Now read verse 2 with me real strong. Look at this. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free. Read it again. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from what? Oh, there is a law that supersedes the law of the sin and death. It is the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus that will elevate you, that will quicken you, that will enable you to walk in the spirit, that will enable you to live in the spirit. Hallelujah. And be free from condemnation. It's a law. It's a law. It's this law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. And it makes you free from the law of sin and death. Now listen, friends. Once you have been set free by Jesus. How many of you have been set free by the Lord? I got set free way back in the 70s. Amen. Jesus did a work on this old boy. He delivered me. From a lot of junk. And set me free. But one of the key things that I had to learn. Once I had been set free. I needed to fight to stay free. Amen. Once Christ does a work in you. It becomes our responsibility. To allow him to continue to do his work in us. So that we don't yield to the things we used to yield to. And therefore set free and kept free. Now look at Galatians chapter 5 verse 1. Galatians the 5th chapter. In the first verse. Say it with me. I'm going somewhere. We're going somewhere today. Notice this verse. It says stand fast therefore in what? Stand fast therefore in the liberty or in the freedom. Wherewith Christ has made us free. Somebody said, well, Pastor Mark, I'm trying to get free. Glory to God, you are free. Wherein Christ has made us free. Now notice, here's a warning. And be not entangled again with what? With the yoke of bondage. Now for me, and everyone's path is different, and everyone's life is different. But I think the principles remain true, and their principles remain the same for all of us. For me, to maintain liberty and freedom from drug addiction and from all the things that go along with drug addiction, I had to stay away from drug addicts. And for a period of time, once I had been through treatment, I went and saw some of my old buddies and they were doing the same thing. They were shooting, they were snorting, they were smoking, they were doing all that stuff. But I felt completely on the outside looking in. Thank God. You know why? Because I was in Christ. Hallelujah. 
And so one of the things the Lord really, really led me in is I had to cut off certain relationships. I had to cut off certain places that I used to go. I had to cut off, I mean, I had to cut off alcohol completely. Somebody says, yeah, but you were a heroin addict. Couldn't you smoke a doobie? A doobie leads to a needle. Well, Pastor Mark, I go down to the bar and witness to my friends. It's not very long before you're going to be under the table. Stand fast. Do what you've got to do. You know, if your eye offends you, what are you supposed to do with your eye? You're supposed to pluck it up. If your computer is offending you and bringing you back into death and depression, you need to take that computer and just throw it out the stinking window. Yeah, but Pastor Mark, I won't be able to connect then. Good. Get connected with Jesus. Get connected with the Word. Get connected with Christians. You don't need to be connected with this world to have an impact on this world to have an impact on this world. Now, I know I'm preaching pretty good right now. Stand fast in the liberty. Jesus said, if your hand offends you, what do you do? I mean, if you're hanging around a bunch of people that are gossiping and always bad-mouthing and speaking words of doom and gloom and agony on end, you might need to look for some new friends. Stand fast. Stand fast. It is a major key to maintaining major liberty that has been bought and paid for for you. Raise your right hand toward heaven and say, I stand fast in the liberty wherewith Christ has made me free. And I refuse to be entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Hallelujah. I'm encouraging you today. Instead of looking after those things that are coming upon the world, I'm encouraging you to look up because your redemption is drawing near. Hallelujah. The scripture says, look away from anything and everything that would distract unto Jesus. For he's the author and the finisher of your faith. A major key to maintaining liberty and freedom from those things we have mentioned in this message, a major key is to stay focused to stay fixed on him to stay focused and fixed on the promises of God amen looking away from anything and everything that would distract unto Jesus the author and the finisher of our faith I want you to look at Colossians chapter 1 and 2 verse 1 and 2 from the message translation fixed focused you know, when the Warriors won the NBA just recently, uh, you noticed when you looked into their eyes during interviews before a game, you saw absolute focus. They were focused. Have you ever seen that ad by LeBron James about all the different things he went through as a kid and all the different places he played? That focus is there. It was laser-like. And that what God wants for us. He wants for you and me. He wants us to be laser focused upon Him. Notice with me in Colossians chapter 1 verse 2. Uh, verse, 
uh, 3, actually, verse 1 and 2. Chapter 3, verse 1 and 2. Somebody shout amen. Amen. Colossians chapter 3, verse 1 and 2. That's good. We're going to get there in a minute. So Colossians chapter 3, uh, verse 1 and verse uh, uh, 2. Uh. Verse 1 and uh, 2. Uh. Hallelujah. Let me just read what I've got in my notes. So if you're serious about living this new resurrection life with Christ, act like it. Pursue the the things over which Christ presides. Don't shuffle along, eyes to the ground, absorbed with the things right in front of you. But look up and be alert to what is going on around Christ. That's where the action is. That's where the action is. People are looking for action, but they're looking for action in all the wrong places. The action, Shabbataya. The action is in the kingdom of God. Things are happening in the world. That's where the action is. The action is in Christ Jesus. Look up and be alert to what is going on around Christ. That's where the action is. And begin to see things from His perspective. Amen. How many of you remember the story of Peter when he walked on the water? Was he laser focused or was he laser focused in the beginning? Let's look at this in closing. Look at Matthew chapter 22. Matthew the 22nd chapter. Oh, Matthew 14 verse 22. Hallelujah. Matthew 14 beginning in verse 22. And straightway Jesus constrained his disciples to get into a ship and to go before him unto the other side. You know, when Jesus says you're going to the other side, you're going. While he sent the multitudes away. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up into a mountain apart to pray. And when the evening was come, he was there alone. But the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with waves, and the wind was contrary. And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them walking on the sea. And the disciples saw him walking on the sea, and they were troubled, saying, It is a spirit. And they cried out in great faith. Now they cried out in fear. But right away Jesus spake unto them, saying, Hey, guys. Cheer up. It is I. Don't be afraid. And Peter answered and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. And Jesus said, come. I want you to know that Peter walked on the water by one word. And that word was come. And we've got 66 books. What could we do? If we walked in the word and walked with him daily. So Jesus said, come. Amen. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. I want you to say this with me. A natural man did a supernatural thing. Say this, Peter beheld Jesus Jesus 
And he walked on the water. He was empowered to go from the natural to the supernatural all the time beholding Jesus. All the time being focused on what he said and being focused on his person. Hallelujah. As long as you and I stay focused, we can stay free. As long as we behold the Lamb of God and behold Jesus, we can make it through the most tumultuous storms and the most tumultuous tests that we'll ever face. Now, here's what Peter did. But in the next verse, it says, but when he saw the wind boisterous, there's always something loud coming your way. He was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried out saying, Lord, save me. I've been where Peter's been. Many of you have been where Peter has been. Beginning to sink, you and I can cry out, say it with me, Lord, save me. In other words, just crying out for Lord, help. He took his eyes off of him and he went back to the natural. But aren't you glad that Jesus is always there for you, even though you've been gunned to sink? In verse 31, it says, And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him and said unto him, O you of little faith, why did you doubt? Why did you doubt? But then what happened is Jesus stretched forth his hand. I want you to get this picture. Peter's walking on the water. He's going to Jesus. Jesus is there. Peter begins to sink. But the arm of the Lord stretches out toward Peter. You know, the Bible talks about the arm of the Lord. And it says that the arm of the Lord will always forever be revealed to those that will believe the report. Here's the report. He is the glory and the lifter of your head. Here's the report. He'll raise you up together and make you sit with him. Here's the report. Though you may be down, he will always reach down to lift you up. Because he is a friend that sticks closer than a brother. He said, I will never, ever leave you nor forsake you. So when you're walking on the water and you begin to sink, just look up. Because Jesus is there to lift you up. Hallelujah. In Jude verse 24. And I'll close with this this morning. My, have we had a good time today. Hallelujah. We've had some expressions of joy. We've had a good word today. Are we thankful? Are we thankful for what God has done? Are we thankful for freedom in our nation? Freedom in our spirit. Freedom in our soul. Freedom in our bodies. Amen. How about a little freedom in your finances? I know I'm preaching good right now. Glory to God. Mm. 
While I'm at it, how many of you remember Y2K? You know why 2K didn't bring us down? You know why? Because of 419. You know what 419 is? My God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Now that's something to shout about. Amen. Jude 24. Jude, the book of Jude and verse 24. Read this with me. Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. Amen. So it's one thing to sink and for Jesus to lift you up, but it's another thing for him to keep you from falling. And that's God's best. And that's available to all of us. Most of us have not achieved to that yet. But we need to be believing God for His best. He's able to keep you from falling into fear. He's able to keep you from falling into condemnation. How about this one? He's able to keep you from falling into that sin which you've yielded to for years. I I thought I'd get a bigger amen than that. See, sin shall not have dominion over us. We're not under the law. We're under grace. Amen. So I want you to know this today. God is able. He's able. He's able to keep you out of fear. He's able to keep you out of depression. Isn't that good news? There are so many... If your eyes were open, it would be almost unbelievable. There are so many forces that have been set against us. There are so many things that come to our soul. But I've got a good word for you. They that be with us are more than they that be with them. And say it with me, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. So if he's able to keep us from falling and we keep falling, we need to make some adjustments. Amen? How many of you have ever had to make an adjustment before? You know, recently we've been doing quite a bit of visitation with Al's family. Al passed away and and they've got a little gadget on your phone called Waze. How many of you have ever heard of Waze? Well, I mean, ways will take you some crazy ways. I remember one time we were heading somewhere and Brenda said, well, ways says go this way. And I don't know whether it was male chauvinism or because it was coming from my wife. I said, I'm going to go the other way. <laughs> How many of you know there's a way that seemeth right unto a man? But men, when they start listening to their wives, can benefit greatly. <laughs> And Dell is looking at Ro like, yeah, sir. <laughs> Our wives are a gift from God. They're great blessings. Amen. But what ways will do, it will recalculate you. It will send you another way. In other words, an adjustment was made. And in life on this path, sometimes it's just a series of adjustments. Have you ever noticed just sometimes your attitude gets a little gnarly? And we need to have an attitude adjustment. 
The Holy Spirit will help us in those things. An adjustment. Or maybe we've been critical of someone and talked badly about it. You know, when you do that, you know what happens on the inside of you? Something just kind of goes, hmm, not good there, bro. Not good there, sis. Why don't you just shut that down, stop that, repent of that, and instead of yielding to that in the future, just praise me and pray in the Holy Ghost, and I'll give you a breakthrough. I mean, you're going you're gonna to do something anyway with your voice. You might as well yield it to the Lord. Well, I tell you, that person's been talking about me. And if, they're not, if they don't watch it, I'm going to take a few of my brothers and I'm going to take them outside of town. I'm going to tie them up to a tree and pray for them all night. <laughs> The flesh is subtle. The devil is subtle. So if he's able to keep us from falling and we keep falling for the same thing, it's not God trying to teach us a lesson. I mean, if there was a lesson to be learned, we'd have learned it a long time ago. I think I've just entered in to some people's living room. Well, the name of the game is he gets in my business, I get in yours. Adjustments. Adjustments. Known to him that's able to keep you from falling. Known to him that is able, listen to this, to do exceeding, abundantly, above all that we can ask or think. According to what? According to the power of faith and the power of the Spirit that's doing what? Working in us. So you can hear a sermon like this and and somebody asks you, well, what did pastor preach on today? Well, I don't know, but it was the best sermon I ever heard. (laughs) That's not good enough. That's not good enough. Well, to be honest with you, I was just waiting for that one word. Amen. You can go home. That's not good enough. That's an adjustment that needs to be made. Hallelujah. No more falling. But only calling on the name of the Lord. No more falling for me, for the Word and the Spirit have brought liberty. No more failure, no more yielding to the flesh, for the Spirit of God and the Spirit of glory does rest upon me and enables me to yield to the Lord. I will yield to Him and not to the lusts of the flesh. One day more. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. So here, here's, here's what I want you to do. If you've been in that category where you've fallen and keep falling, get God's power at work in your life. Start declaring 
and start speaking the word of God over that situation. Start declaring who you are in Christ. Start declaring in the midst of the battlefield that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. My days of oppression are over. My days of fear are over. My days of bondage are over. For whom the Son has set free. Woo, glory to God. Is absolutely, unquestionably, totally free in the name of Jesus. Every head bowed and every eye closed. you get anything today? Glory to God. Every head bowed and every eye closed. Amen. And I'm not going to ask for people to come up today, but we are going to pray a corporate prayer. Brenda's going to come and help me in a moment. What I saw in the first service is I saw, as it were, the hand of the Lord reaching down to people and bringing them up. Amen. You don't have to sink any lower. The Lord can lift you up. I don't know what it is that you may be dealing with, but by the uplifted hand... I want you to just lift your hand up and say, yeah, that's me. Pray for me today. I need prayer. That's several of you that raise your hand. Every head bowed and every eye closed. You're here this morning. You say, I need to be lifted up. Praise God. Well, I believe that prayer can lift people, don't you? You can put your hand down. And while, while you're all in an attitude of prayer and you're seeking God and you're worshiping God in your spirit, if you're here today, you've not yet made Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior or if you've gotten away from him and you've, uh, you've just kind of just gone your own way and condemnation has kind of been fooling with you and you say, well, I don't know, maybe I should just, you know, not go to church anymore. But you can reconnect with Jesus today. By the uplifted hand, you say, yeah, pray for me. I want to either receive Jesus or I want to rededicate my life to Christ. Would you raise your hand?